At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Don't miss your free chance to tune into Benzinga's very own bootcamp series on November 20th. If you're looking to dive into new concepts and grow your account, this one's for you. So, Chris, what is on your radar today on this beautiful Tuesday? Oh, man, there's so much going on, AB. Want to talk some DSPAC earnings and a couple deal announcements from the past couple days. So let me go ahead and kick off here. Uh, up first, uh, one of our big fallers today, we have Body, as in Beach Body. So they reported earnings last night. Yuck. Uh, yeah, uh, quite the fall, right? And uh, third quarter revenue, $208.1 million, down 17%. Digital revenue, $94.1 million, down 5%. Um, they did, you know, talk about their total subscriptions being up for their digital content. But the other big miss here was their connected fitness revenue, $5.9 million. They sold 14,700 mixed fitness bikes, but only 44% of the bikes were delivered to customers, which is when revenue can be recognized. Uh, Connected fitness revenue on a pro forma basis, $8.9 million with 8,600 bikes sold. Um, so again, mixed fitness was supposed to kind of be a competitor to Peloton, right? It's a cheaper version of a Peloton for at-home fitness. And this was the big quarter that everyone was watching, right? To see how many mixed fitness bikes they sold. And not only was the number kind of underwhelming, but they couldn't even get those deliveries out to people due to uh, some supply chain issues. So body is way down today. And I just, I don't see this one recovering anytime soon. Um, you know, I, I know I heard Mitch on live trading talking about getting out of this position. This is one where maybe it's time to to cut it, let it go uh, again. You know, the the at home fitness could be a good segment. But with the reopening trade alive and well, Planet Fitness reported a great quarter. Um, you know, Beachbody just didn't look like they had it last night with these earnings. Got it. Yeah. I mean, looking at this chart, you know, on, on a daily we can zoom out a little bit. It, it looks ugly to say the least. We can see right here where it, when it was still a spec, trading around $10 since then. Um, just been beat up currently at, sorry, let me get, there we go. Uh, currently at $3.57. So we can see we had this big leg down. Um, but yeah, Chris, I mean, I'm going to watch this here to see if, it, if the stock continues to drop. If it looks like we start seeing some sideways trading, like the stock is consolidating, maybe finding that bottom. Um, who knows? Maybe there will be a trade set up eventually, but right now, I mean, the chart just looks so ugly. 
Yeah, and this is one of those under $5 now where it actually could end up being a buyout candidate, right? It already went public via SPAC, but we're seeing now, you know, Metro Mile got bought out by Lemonade trading under $5. Some of these DSPAC companies, if their share price drops that much, they might end up, you know, becoming an acquisition target of their own. Um, I don't see that happening right now, but definitely something to watch on the back burner. And then another one, uh, Rocket Lab, RKLB reported financial results last night. So revenue of $5.3 million was at the high end of their guidance. Their backlog is $183 million at the quarter end. And actually, as of yesterday, $237 million. This is a space stock. It's been one of my favorites. They have a couple flight windows opening this month. Um, they also announced the acquisition of Planetary Systems Corporation for $42 million. So Planetary Systems Corporation, they're a leading provider of mechanical separation systems and satellite dispensers. This is going to help uh, Rocket Lab with their end-to-end platform for space launches. So this could become a big deal. This is uh, a stock that I own. Um, RKLB, again, a couple flight windows this month, I think are some catalysts to watch and space is a sector that I think will thrive in the future. Uh, another one, uh, that reported earnings last night, uh, PLBY Playboy group, right? So this is one of the high flyers today. Their third quarter revenue, $58.4 million was up 67% year over year. And it beat the consensus estimate of $57.7 million. Direct to consumer revenue, 36 million was up 139% year over year. They said that their three pillars of their strategic roadmap are expanding US direct to consumer, optimizing their licensing partnerships, and uh, new categories to drive recurring revenue growth. They talked about their centerfold platform, which is going to be a new creator led platform, and then also NFTs, right? We talked about that a lot. They're getting into NFTs. They've launched several, and they see that being, you know, a monetization effort down the road. So Playboy shares are one of the big gainers today on that strong earnings, up 25% today. Um, you know, but remember, these shares traded over $60. You can see it on that chart there. So this one could get some momentum, and we could see it uh, trading even higher. What do you think of uh, PLBY, AB? Oh, I mean, I know 13-year-old Aaron just w- would be beating myself up for not being invested in this stock right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, Chris, looking at this chart, we can see that we have this kind of rounding uh, pattern forming. So, so we'll see if that we if we can get legs and get back above this $50. The stock's currently trading around $39, like you said, up 25% today. Um, so a lot of times once once we're showing this strength, um, you know, a lot of people are out there like, oh, I'm not going to go buy a stock that's up 25%. But uh, that just shows you there's a reason the stock's up 25%. And a lot of times that strength can continue. Uh, again, this is this is not investing or trading advice, simply you know entertainment. But looking at this chart, Chris, it does look good to me, and I could easily see this get back up to those. Um, I mean, I mean, I don't know this. Where when we were above sixty dollars, you can argue kind of an anomaly when everything was trading with that uh, kind of NFT, the first wave of NFTs. But right here, I mean, this this high of fifty three dollars looks very reachable in the next month or two. Definitely. And then another big mover, right? LCID Lucid Group. So Lucid reported earnings last night. 
And, and the big takeaway, right, was that their reservations for the Lucid Air were 13,000 in the third quarter. That's an order book of $1.3 billion. Since the close of the third quarter, reservations now over 17,000 for the Lucid Air. They also announced that the Lucid Air got a range of over 500 miles validated by the EPA. They have 13 retail locations open at the end of the third quarter. They announced Lucid Care, which is a new program for service capabilities. And the Lucid Air was named the 2022 Motor Trend Car of the Year yesterday. The company ended the quarter with $4.8 billion in cash. They updated on their Arizona facility being on schedule. Um, Plans to reach 90,000 vehicle production capacity by the end of 2023. Um, You know, this was a strong quarter from them, right? And this was their first one as a public company. And again, those reservation numbers are, are the big key. I remember a lot of people calling the top on this thing when they completed those first deliveries and shares were right around that $40 mark. And here you had a quarterly update coming a couple weeks after that. And that was the catalyst for me. I am still long LCID shares. And this thing is, again, having a very nice Tuesday on that earnings report. Uh, what do you think of LCID? I think I'm a bonehead. So I actually YOLO traded some <laughs> lucid calls this week. I bought some $48 calls that expire this Friday. And I, I just got a little scared this morning and sold them, I think, a little bit too early. So this morning, um, lucid opened up about 11% at 4991 um, The stock then took a little dip. It went down. It went from up 11% to up only 6 or 5%. And at that point, I was like, all right, well, I'm still up on my calls. I'm just going to go ahead and sell them and sold all of them. And then the stock, of course, uh, ripped higher than its opening price is now up about 15% on the day. So I screwed up. I mean, you can see right here on the chart, this is kind of like where I sold the calls. If I would have just diamond, held, diamond hands them and held them, um, I'd be up a lot more, but either way, made money on the trade, so cannot beat myself up too There's much for it. Nothing wrong with taking a profit. I actually looked at Lucid calls yesterday going into the earnings, but I already own the common shares. I didn't want to bet too heavily on this quarter, but I mean, as a shareholder and someone who covers the the sector, I think this was a great first quarter from them. And you know, I think you're going to see more support. We're seeing a shift to EV names again. And with that being said, we did get an update on GGPI yesterday, right? So Gores Guggenheim, which is bringing Polestar public, um, this merger expected to close in the first half of 2022. They have cars in 14 markets. They plan to be in 30 markets by the end of 2023. They added 46 new retail locations in 2021, including 20 U.S. locations, Uh, They expect to have sales of 290,000 vehicles by the end of 2025, uh, and they're going to add more retail locations. The Polestar 1 is a hybrid vehicle that will stop production late this year. Their current Polestar 2 is the big name to watch, and then they also have Polestar 3, which is an SUV coming out in the future. Um, GGPI has been, you know, an absolute rocket this week. Um, you know, on that news update and the shift back into the EV names. Um, we are down today, but again, this is when I think we'll see some uh, some more interest as that merger goes through in the first half of next year uh, with this EV space being so hot. What do you think? 
Um, so Chris, forgive my ignorance, but I, I thought Polestar was under the Volvo family. Yep. So Polestar is owned by Volvo Cars and uh, Geely, the Chinese auto company, but it is going public uh, via SPAC, GGPI. So Geely is going public through GGPI, which Geely owns Volvo. It's just the Polestar, the Polestar company going public. So a unit of Geely and Volvo. Got it. Makes sense. Sorry. Sometimes these car brands and who owns who gets a little confusing for me. Yeah, definitely. And then, you know, Fisker, another name to watch, right? FSR. Um, This is an EV one. They don't have any vehicles out yet, but they will be highlighting their ocean this week at the LA Auto Show. That's a catalyst I've been calling out for months now. Um, You know, with this EV names getting hot, this could definitely be one that gets a run, you know, over the next couple days as well. Got it. All right. Well, we'll have to have our eye out for GGPI as well as uh, Fisker FSR. Uh, Chris, anything else today? Yeah, I mean, there were so many earnings. I can't get through them all here. Um, Lottery.com, LTRY, was another one that reported last night. They had third quarter revenue of $32.2 million, and they said that they expect to meet or exceed their guidance of $71 million for the full year. This is one to keep on watch. It is a low float name because it had heavy redemptions and was a smaller SPAC to begin with. But they own Lottery.com, online lottery sales. They also own Sports.com. And when we interviewed Tony on the show, he hinted at sports betting being a future catalyst. So I think now that they have this earnings release out of the way, we start to get some updates from the company. Um, So this is one I'm liking going forward as well. Yeah, well, with the sports.com domain, I mean, no reason not to get in sports betting. So a quick question before we move on. Does lottery.com, like, do they work with different states to run those states' lotteries, or do they do they operate as a completely separate entity from those state lotteries? So a little of both. They partner with some of these states, and then they also, you know, get the approvals to do the online sales in certain states on their own. Um, but, you know, we're seeing a shift to buying lottery tickets online, uh, you know, especially when there's these big jackpots, right? So it's uh, it's a growing segment. And, and then we did get a couple deal announcements, nothing major. Um, did want to highlight the one announced this morning. This is an interesting one. It's ATSPT is the ticker. And they're bringing... ATSPT? Yep, ATSPT. So it's a unique structure. It's actually a subunit of a SPAC, which there's only like five of these on the market. And this is the first one to announce a deal. So they're bringing SoundHound Public, which is an artificial intelligence uh, voice company. But they have investments from, I mean, Oracle, Vizio, uh, HTC, Foxconn, Mercedes-Benz, Samsung, Tencent, NVIDIA, lots of car companies and technology companies. So think of like Alexa and Siri, right, where you're using voice commands to get things done. This is a company that powers that technology. And as the market grows for sound, uh, you know, connection in vehicles and other areas, SoundHound's a company that I think could benefit from that. The thing that turns me off, of course, is this subunit structure. Um, so going to have to see kind of how shareholders react to this and if this deal goes through and whether or not it has heavy redemption. But we saw um, Harman get bought out by Samsung in 2016 for $8 billion. And Nuance get bought out by Microsoft for $16 billion earlier this year. Those are some competitors in that artificial intelligence voice space. So I think this is a growing uh, sector to watch. 
Beautiful. All right, Chris. Well, thank you for your SPAC updates. Uh, of course, Chris Kache is one of our, our uh, resident Benzinga SPAC experts. So, Chris, we appreciate you coming on. We look forward to having you on for more uh, SPAC updates as we have them. Any any parting words, Chris? That's it. I will see you uh, next time for a SPAC segment. Thanks for having me on, AB. Of course. All right, y'all. That was Chris Kache. Go give him a follow on Twitter. Uh, I, can I take issues? Is my mic on? No, 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 I don't know. Is my mic on? I don't know. Can y'all hear me? No, no. Okay, can I take it? Chris is not one of our spag experts. He is the spag expert. Uh, I know, but Mitch is in the comments. I didn't want to upset anyone. So right, I, I take it back. He's one of the spag experts. Okay, there we go. Okay, sorry. Thank you. That's all good. Okay. Um. All right. So coming up now, y'all, we have Shift Pixie co-founder and CEO Scott Absher coming on the show to talk about the company. Um. So without further ado, Spencer, let's just go ahead and bring Scott on. <laughs> Scott, welcome to the show. Hey guys, good to be with you. That is a very nice background. You definitely. <laughs> I get. It's funny. This is my home office, and uh, the the previous owner had this painted on here. And uh, that's a painting. Yeah, it's actually hand painted. Yeah. Wow. And it's funny because I I thought about actually covering it over, and uh, my uh, no. chief legal officer said, "Don't do that. It, it looks cool. <laughs> Leave it alone." <laughs> It looks way cool. It, it definitely wins the day, in ter- maybe wins the week in terms of backgrounds. So uh, uh, you've, you've got that going for you, which is nice. But um, Scott, all right, tell us about Shift Pixie. Well, it's interesting you had uh, Chris on because um, uh, I was on their uh, program talking about SPACs. Yeah. Uh, Shift Pixie is a, is a human capital management platform, uh, and we're traded on uh, NASDAQ under the ticker symbol PIXY. And uh, one of the things that we uh, had a chance to do, um, and it's, we started the process uh, uh, the first of the year, was to use uh, a, uh, our sponsorship of four SPACs to actually build mega clients for ShiftPixie. Uh, we've we've uh, you know, done a pretty decent job of growing the company over, over the years. COVID uh, has, uh, had taken its toll on us, but um, uh, we uh, saw an opportunity to use SPACs as a way to go out to the market and actually consolidate uh, large national interests and large national clients that are uh, in the staffing space. And then uh, one of the the four SPACs also is a a commercial insurance entity uh, called Firemark Global. And and we succeeded in getting our first one done. Uh, Industrial human capital is trading uh, on the New York under the ticker symbol AXH. And um, in fact, you know, sometimes when you're doing this stuff, it's a little it's nuanced enough and it's complicated enough that uh, people don't understand uh, this type of leverage and, and what its impact is economically for a small public company like us. But as we uh, got out in uh, and started uh, our roadshow for for industrial human capital, our first one, uh, it was great to hear investors or typical investors in SPACs. Uh, say, this is the best use case I've heard yet for uh, SPACs. This is a great opportunity. What you guys have done makes fundamental sense. Instead of hearing about uh, flying cars or flying taxis and things like that, this fundamentally makes sense. So what industrial is uh, getting ready to do is uh, uh, go out and roll up a a national footprint uh, of regional industrial staffing uh, operators. And these people would uh, uh, typically, you'd find them in major metro areas. They'd be working in like an Amazon warehouse or doing pick and pack someplace else. 
or doing uh, kind of, you know, the blue collar stuff that is behind the scenes. Um, and as it turns out, um, when we're done with this consolidation that is, is starting right now, uh, by the we'll have this capital fully deployed, by the way, by the first of the year. So just and also to, to add a, another finer point on, uh, you know, uh, what we're trying to accomplish here, we uh, sized these uh, initially at 250 million. And then our bankers had said, you know, we ought to write, you know, resize these just because they saw that the, the market was cooling a little bit. So we sized them at, at 100 million. And um, uh, we had uh, we ended up having over three hundred and fifty million dollars worth of interest in in our hundred million dollar SPAC. And and with the green shoe in there, we've uh, we successfully raised one hundred and fifteen million now that's being deployed as we speak. And uh, by the first of the year, that mega client industrial will push over a billion and a half in uh, in revenue into ship pixie and push about fifty million in net income into the company. So that was our motivation for doing these. And, and as I said, we're, uh, we're getting ready to start our second one in a couple of weeks, Firemark Global, which is a commercial insurance entity. So we've been busy. It's a, it's a very uh, unique uh, business uh, uh, model. Uh, and again, it's all built around human capital. And with the, the job market the way it is, especially in the, the part-time labor markets, uh, what we're building will be very valuable coming into this next year. That's what I want to ask you about. You said off the top there that, you know, COVID had taken its toll. Um, how exactly did it affect your business? It chilled our growth. We had a we had a pretty nice quarter over quarter growth and we still had a, a, some nominal growth quarter over quarter. But uh, one of the uh, when we built a shift picks and we built it to fix a problem in the part time labor markets and our initial focus was on restaurant operators. And so as we were deploying our technology and bringing the, the strategy to the marketplace, uh, COVID just really uh, took a toll on these uh, operators. We had we had operators that were, that had relied on uh, a lot of dining room traffic and they just were 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 uh, destroyed. Um, and, and a lot of our business was in California, which you know was vulnerable to the, the shutdowns. But um, it, it really took the restaurant industry um, uh, uh, through a, a major um, upheaval. And um, some are still trying to figure out how they where they're going to be now. In fact, that this uh, this COVID and then the this, this second uh, wave of, of COVID had also created some uh, further disruption in the human capital market. So uh, if you're a restaurant operator today, you're really trying to figure out um, you know, how, how am I going to get people in here to work? And it's, it's a real challenge right now. Yeah. The, the, the SPAC model is very interesting. I, I don't know of another firm that is sort of taking the, 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 the track that you did, which is like, oh, okay, so we have our business, but let's use, let's use SPACs basically as a lead gen source for us. So, how, how did you go about, I mean, raising the money for that, that um, them, plural? <laughs> yeah, uh, our uh, investment banker for uh, the SPACs uh, is Alliance Global Partners. Uh, and AGP, if you look them up in the league tables for like uh, pipe placements, uh, uh, they're always in that top five in terms of uh, volume. And one of the reasons that's an important partner is, uh, as uh, Chris was alluding to the, uh, earlier, in a lot of these SPACs, about the time they despack, there's a lot of redemptions. And so what you wanna have is a very strong uh, pipe banker uh, uh, in your corner to actually backfill anything that is uh, we see redemptions on. 
Uh, but it's quite likely because of how we're going about this and the fact that we're, we're uh, acquiring companies that will, as we roll them in, they'll be EBITDA positive. The fundamentals will more than support the value. So we're hoping that um, we'll be using the pipes for further acquisitions rather than redemptions. But yet you can at least acknowledge that broadly speaking, a lot of the, a lot of these specs, frankly, did get bought at valuations that, shall we say, were generous, right? Um, <laughs> yes. And you know we're we're seeing we're seeing the market correct uh, for that right. now. Um, but so that's obviously a risk, and 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 a lot of this, you know, uh, in a lot of these specs, investors are frankly they, they don't care. They're throwing the baby out of the bathwater. They don't care good, good valuation. Good valuation, bad. Who cares? It's a spack. It's throw it out, right? I mean, that's that's happened. Yeah, the, you know what the, the the tradition has been up to this point was that uh, people would uh, uh, exit in, uh, and and uh, just keep their warrants. So, but I can tell from our roadshow, and we were in front of it was a four day roadshow, and we were in front of a lot of uh, spack investors. And they really are looking for uh, value. They're really looking for something that, you know, will show appreciation in the marketplace. And it's just a little hard to find because when you're introduced to a SPAC deal as a SPAC investor, you don't you, you can't say with any certainty what it is that you're you're looking at in terms of a target. Um, you can talk about, you know, what you're looking for, but you can't you can't give a lot of specificity in our case. Um, we, we were able to unpack a, a general strategy, which was to buy for cash, uh, buy it um, at five times uh, EBITDA and trade at 25 times. So it's a, a fundamental play. And we're actually targeting an industri industry that uh, is um, uh, very fragmented. And we're doing all of these as, as uh, cash purchases. We're not doing stock purchases. So it allows us to move very quickly. So our mechanics and our methodology are very different than what you would typically see in a SPAC transaction. Okay. Um, and I just, just in terms of shift picks, you just, in, you know, the core business, right? Going, going forward, um, you know, obviously sort of a, a proxy for, yes. I don't know, macro changes in the, in the labor market. Um, Human capital management is probably maybe not a term that most people outside of the HCM world even really know what it means. Um, what 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 is like like what is the driver here? Like what is the catalyst for H human capital management by and large? Not specifically. Well, what what um, I came out of a tradition of uh, I spent thirty years in the human capital management space. And in our particular that, that time in that part of the world, we were really focused on small to mid-sized businesses uh, with generally white collar, well-compensated uh, work groups. Um, and we, we managed and monetized uh, uh, things like their uh, health care benefits, their retirement benefits, uh, their payrolling, their taxes and all the other compliance issues that are required to, to, uh, for a, a business owner in the management of their, of their uh, human capital. And we would take over those administrative duties. And I learned very early on that once we were embedded, uh, clients weren't leaving. It was a very sticky relationship. With Ship Pixie, we're doing something very different. We're taking that same approach and, and forging that same relationship. But what we're going after is the, the, the market that nobody wants because of high turnover. In my old, uh, in my old days in that business, 
Uh, we stayed away from any group that had high reliance on part-time labor because if we're handling that whole HR stack for a company, I can't make any money with you. You've got lots of turnover. So what we've done is leverage very elegant technology to kind of replace people in the handholding process. So we have built AI that watches the work week, makes connections, and brings people through the work week process. So uh, technology is the only way that we could enter this market and and uh, actually uh, and make a meaningful contribution to owners in that market. Got it. So so Scott, what do investors have to look forward to with uh, Shift Pixie over the next? say year, two years, maybe explosive growth. I mean, we're, we're running at about a hundred million in, in, uh, in revenue. That's about to, with the, with the completion of the, this series of SPACs, that number is going to uh, explode to over 3 billion. Um, and uh, because of our span uh, sponsorship ownership in each of these entities that pushes about a billion and a half in assets on our books. So this is a hyper explosive growth that uh, is well underway and you'll start seeing it in the numbers uh, coming into uh, our, we're on a different, we're not on a calendar quarter, but as we get into the first of the year, all this stuff starts ramping and accelerating. And uh, it's a very exciting for us. I mean, this is, uh, it, it's, a, it's a, a, again, we're leveraging capital that we don't have to leverage our cap table to, to do this. And we're able to grow these mega clients in, in, in very short order. Got it. Awesome. All right, Scott Absher, CEO of Shift Pixie. Thank you for coming on the show today. We look forward to having you back on as, as developments occur. Uh, enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. That's great. Good to be with you guys. Thank you. Thank of you, course. Scott. Uh, hey, Internet Enforcers is in the chat. Welcome, Internet Enforcers. Long time no see. Welcome back to whatever this is. AB, what did I miss with Chris? Uh, Chris had some good spec updates. You know, we yeah. talked about Lucid, Lucid Motors. I went over a... Uh, I actually had some calls on Lucid Motors into earnings, um, and I, I may have sold them too early. The stock is up. No! Yeah, the stock is up more than 16% right now. I sold them when the stock was up only a measly 6%. So I I sold myself out of some gains, but it was still a profitable trade. Spencer, so in a couple minutes, we've got Robert Roy joining. We do. Robert Roy from Wealth Builders HQ joining us. He'll be talking about some options trades, uh, maybe some spreads as well. But... Uh, on my radar right now, yeah. I'm watching Apple. Because, Apple? Yeah. yeah this who, is, who cares about Apple? I care about Apple. Why? A few different reasons, um, but it was pointed out to me by some technical chartists that are a, a little bit more experienced, we'll say, with charts and technicals that I am. All were telling me the same thing. If this stock gets through the 151.40 level, so we're about eight cents away, so specific. 151.40 that we will see this stock run all the way uh, back up to 153 and then 155. So I have some long calls on Apple right now looking for a rip this afternoon. Again, um, we're looking for that 151.40 level. So if you're not in this trade, I would wait, um, see if we can break through that level. And then if we do, I, I like it on the long side. Um, Apple performing well today. Microsoft performing well today. What is new? Another stock that we've talked about um, a, a few times now is Crocs, Spencer. And we're, oh, my God. Every time I look at that chart. It's I'm, just going higher and higher. So what's interesting here is if we go to monthly candles. Yeah. We have about 16 straight green months. <laughs> look at that. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. 
So, I mean, this stock has just been an absolute monster. I don't know. I mean, eventually it's going to have to hit a ceiling, right? I mean, rubber shoes with holes Dude, in it can only go know. so far. But um, I don't know. Give give the Crocs C-suite the executives of the year, the MVP of the investing world, because they have just been on absolute tear. I don't understand it. Over the past year. Someone in the chat, help me understand the Crocs, because I've had the same pair of slippers. Maybe I'll bring them in. Maybe that'd be weird, but I don't care. Uh, I've had the same pair of Crocs slippers for like 13 years. Wait, are they the ones with like fur on the inside? Yeah. Are they comfortable? Oh, they're amazing. Oh, so there you go. They're what so else am- do you need to know? I wear them in the winter. I wear them, I wear them to, when I have to go like, take out the trash or if I forgot the keys, I forgot something in my car or like whatever. Yeah, they're slippers. They got fur. They're amazing. They're so warm. I, I'll probably, they'll probably last the rest of my life. I'll probably never need another pair. Well, so so Crocs is a couple things going for it. One is this like uh, rejuvenate, rejuver, I don't know, renovation among like young people are Re- talking rejuvenation? about. Rejuvenation? Yeah. Say the word. Rejuvenation okay. among young people talking about Crocs again. Like you go on TikTok and there are, you know, 15 year olds talking about buying Crocs, which Crocs got big, you know, 15 years ago as kind of a fad item. And then they were seen as, uh, kind of like these ugly shoes. They, they became out of favor, we'll say, for a while. And then now they're making a comeback. And they're also partnering with all these different celebrities, whether it be Justin Bieber, whether it be Post Malone. And what they do when they, when they partner with some of these celebrities is they'll create a shoe for them and so that their fans can go out and buy the Justin Bieber Crocs or buy the Post Malone Crocs. But they upcharge the heck out of these uh, promotional shoes to where like, you're paying like $150 for a pair of shoes that cost them, I don't know, $5 to make maybe. They use like recycled tire rubber. Really? Yeah. But someone, chat, if if you own a pair of Croc slippers, let tell us, please. I need to know how many people watching right now have Crocs. Does, In- it, does it count if I have a pair of like fake Walmart Crocs? No. No, no, it has to be. Because Crocs isn't getting any revenue from that. True. Um, this is a story of all the crazy things in the market right now. This is, this might be, honestly, this might be the craziest. Oh, well, another consumer brand, uh, that's making good headway today is Lululemon reaching all time highs. Wait, uh, I, I, I want to go back to the, I want to share my chart. How do, I, how do I do that? Uh, I don't know. Just click the button. I'm trying. I, cause I, I like, before we go off this for a second, it's like, like, where's my, where are my charts? So like this is the all-time chart in the history of Crocs. Yeah, we're looking at monthlies right now. Yeah. Yeah, so you can see right there <laughs> when uh you know Crocs got big as that fat item I was talking about in the mid 2000s and then they just became out of favor and then recently for whatever reason well, there was also a, a recession so nobody had money to buy Crocs. Oh. Yeah. That was kind of a big deal. Right? Yeah. But I mean this oh my gosh, I can't even. I can't even with this. I can't even. Um, when, when we get around to um, creating the Benzinga Live um, uh, slush fund, and we're gonna start throwing some money at some at some stuff, I want Crocs to be on the list of things right. we throw money at. Yeah, I mean, look, is- the trend is your friend, and there's an undeniable. Look, Aaron tr- Thomas, our producer Aaron Thomas, is looking at the chart of Crocs, and he also can't believe. What his eyes, all four of them are seeing. Wow. 
That was kind of a shot at him for wearing glasses. <laughs> hey, I'm wearing glasses too. It's cool. Um, anyway, okay. Sorry, what were you going to say about Lulu? I was just going to say, hey, look, we've got another consumer brand making moves today. Lulu Lemon up more than four percent, up twenty dollars to new all time highs, four hundred and eighty three dollars a share. Um, so everyone out there has been talking about supply chain issues and how uh, retailers may be struggling with this. Lululemon CEO came on uh, CNBC the other day and said the exact opposite. She said, hey, we're not you know, having issues with this. Our stores are going to be stocked, you know, whatever. But she did encourage customers to go out and get their holiday shopping done early. So uh, I said that a month ago, more than that. What, to get your shopping done early? Yeah. And Mitch laughed at me. Yeah, well, I heard kind of a uh, not great stat on the radio this morning that over 10% of Americans responded to a survey saying they aren't uh, planning on spending any money on holiday shopping this year. So last year it was 5%. This year it was 11% saying they were not going to spend any money. Um, But with that being said, it, it does seem like kind of fortuitously a lot of these supply chain issues are... Not being resolved, but being the the issues are being alleviated to some degree, a little bit with some good timing. We saw some headlines yesterday that the the chips manufacturers increased production for the first over a month over month yeah. basis for the first time yeah. in about two years, um, really since like the COVID nineteen pandemic. So showing, hey, at least from the uh, semiconductor, you know, well, Morgan called the chip shortage in cars over. Right, that's what I'm saying. Well, that was this morning. Well, they, yesterday they, the data they, so they, the data came out yesterday afternoon. Mm. So that's what I, that's what I was mm. referring to, saying, "Hey, look, the chips the ink they increase." So I think we might see that down the line with different supply chain issues. I, I think right now the biggest one is for food. I mean, there's a a cow beef shortage out there driving beef what? prices up. Yeah, there's a cow shortage, something like that. Chat. Are are we are we short cows? Are there not enough cows in the U.S.? Yeah, I and mean, can we invest in that? There's got to, or there's got to be some invest stock. In, in, how do we invest in cows? Yeah, there's got to be some publicly traded cattle farming company. Um, I'm thinking. I mean, you well, can, okay. Mitch is saying there's a beef shortage, not cow, but that's like a. Uh, oh, Kevin Costello, ticker M O O. That's not quite the same, but it's close. Kevin, I'm with you. He's on it. Ticker ticker moo. Van Eck Agribusiness ETF. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So the the underlying supply for beef is cows. So I don't understand how we can have a beef shortage, but not cow shortage. Is uh, it fake beef shortage or real beef shortage? Wait, yeah. The, the, I don't know how those can be different. So I mean, or maybe he's saying it's, it, it's maybe, you know what? Maybe like, for example, it took a labor problem. Okay. Right? I don't so they know. don't have enough people to, the Spencer, to, we can volunteer you for that. No, I don't want to go work at a slaughterhouse. That stuff scares me. Um, yeah. Maybe you can use one of those. Okay, question of the day. How do you invest in cows? Like a real investment in cows. Is, is this like a farmland thing? We can you go to like that, that place farm together, that platform. Um, do we want to invest in like slaughterhouses, like JBS, right? Oh, or wait. Speaking t- of JBS, I bet this is a headline you wouldn't. Well, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how um, reliable this tweet is. Given the username no, that it comes no, from, that's not. I I would not. Make <laughs> but a cyber a, apparently a cyber someone a cyber attack. Someone no uh, no that, that that happened on JBS attacks JBS. Yeah, that was back in June. So yeah, it's yeah, a few yeah. months old. But JBS had to shut down all of its U.S. beef plants 
Um, the, the attack raised concerns of a potential meat shortage in the U.S. and several other countries impacted by the situation. He yeah. wait, Hex 214 says support a local butcher. So Hex 214, where do you live? I don't have a local butcher. We can find some local, but we just have to go to like Eastern Market on the weekend. That's true. They have a butcher. You, you, you know you can buy like a whole cow. Um, well, obviously, like not the living animal, but like a whole cow from a butcher. So they give you like all the different cuts. Can I tell you a quick story about cutting um, and, and buying a whole animal? Yeah. When I, when I was two years old, we moved to Taiwan, my family. Um, really? For, for, for six months. And uh, my mom always tells the story about the first time she went shopping and she bought, she went to the market and she bought a, a chicken. And she didn't even realize until she got home that the chicken that she, that she had purchased, it, it still can't, it still had the head and the feet on it like attached because they just they eat everything they, they make use of the whole of the whole animal right and so she had to like close her eyes and like like chop the head off and like chop the feet off right of of, of the chicken she always tells that story around thanksgiving wait um yeah that's wait, oh cattle so futures shelly you're right so wait you lived in taiwan yeah for, crazy. for six months i didn't know we'll have to talk more about that off air but yeah shelly what are you on uh interactive brokers She's cattle futures shelly coming in clutch thank you i forgot that existed what about I like orange juice as a commodity right now? Oh yeah, yeah. Long orange juice futures. It just goes up every day. I don't know why. It's like it's like orange juice is like liquid gold or something. What's the know. orange juice symbol? Hey, it's twelve forty-five. Do we have Robert Roy here? I think we do. We do. Um. What? what oh yeah. Okay. When we get the little thumbs up from Robert Roy, we'll know it's ready to bring him on. Oh, he's giving it oh, to he's, us. He's giving it to us. Hey, uh, it's been so long since Robert Roy has been on the show. It's been too long. I thought he hated us or something, Spencer. No, no, no. He it, it just. He, we kept having to like reschedule and things are coming up and but uh this is going to be his, his, his weekly time slot 12 45 on tuesdays uh and we'll get some some robert roy back in our life so bring him on av all right let's do it rob how are we doing today uh-oh no who's uh -oh. on mute we got you on mute you just gotta click the little uh microphone there we, microphone. Go. There we right. go yes how's everything it's been too long. I know, I know. It's been forever. Every time we go to schedule, one of us has something else going on. I know. Last week it was the FinTech Awards. The week before, Rob was out and the thing and that. And anyway, it's good to see you. Good to hear from you. How have the markets been treating you these past few months? Markets done extremely well. Um, you know, we yeah. look at if we go to let me see. Can I share my screen? Yeah. So you're on good terms with Mr. Market. Uh, I am. Today was a phenomenal day. All right, I'm not getting anything when I click the share button, guys. I'm not sure. That's not good. Uh-oh. Producer Rohan, fix it. <laughs> fix it. Uh, no, market's been good. I mean, when we had the nice pullback in there, <laughs> I was looking for a 10% pullback in the market on the S&P. We got about five or six, uh, which was okay. And that catalyst from there uh, has really proved well. Uh, number three. Wait, wait, Rob. Try. What happens when you click on screen on share again on screen share? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing happens. Nothing happens. It just try refreshing the the browser. We might lose you for a sec, but we'll get you right back on. Uh, oh, hmm. now it's there. I got it. All that right. Weird. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Rohan. No, you did. Don't know what happened. Probably nothing. It. Okay. Did I lose you guys? No, nope. we're here. Sorry, we're here. We got you. Uh, my my a... screen is, I clicked on the share, and now that it's just, I got a spinny thing going. What? Okay. Yeah. What is happening? I don't know. Shelly probably did something. Shelly, stop messing with Rob. Ah, whatever it is, we'll get it going, right? 
So markets have been good. Uh, last couple of weeks have done extremely well. We've shifted very heavily at Wealth Builders to more day trades than swing trades, just because of the overall conditions, what was going on. Uh, do we leave a little bit of money on the table at times? Yes, we do. But uh, for the most part, our day trades have proven extremely well. So, so Rob, are you still trading a lot of uh, option spreads or do you do any straight up calls or puts? So in one of our programs, Power Option Plays, it's nothing but calls and puts. Uh, we're over 500% this year um, on our calls. So on, you know, on the calls we made on it. So we've done extremely well there, but I still do a lot of spreads as well. So I'm a big diagonal spread trader, covered call trader for retirement monies. Uh, the only bad thing is I'm not I'm not getting a screen share here, guys. I got nothing. Yeah, you know what? I I think you're not the only one. I think we're having some streamyard issues right now, okay. but it's not it's not you. I don't got think. it. Got it. Okay, it's yeah, not it's not you. It's it, it's me. It's us. We, we um, use it also. We had some problems the other day with it. So um, oh, right, 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 right. Well, here, I, how about you? You tell me a chart, and I'll bring it up. Right now, we've got uh, Crocs on the sc on the screen. Um, should we, should we look, should we be looking at some leaps on Crocs? Maybe some 250 calls that expire a year out. Oh, I can't see my screen because part of StreamYard is on there. You want me to try oh. to jump out and jump back oh, in again? Oh no. Yeah. Try that. All right. Let me do that. And, uh, he's still here. Interesting. Hey, is, is our chat even functioning right now? I don't even know if our chat. Yeah, it looks like we haven't gotten a comment in the last four minutes. That's that's very strange, though. I feel like something's seriously wrong here. The Wait, view what? count hasn't gone up or down in the last five minutes. I feel like something is wrong. How about that? What does this end broadcast button do? Wait a minute. Hold on. I just went to the YouTube video. Okay. Okay. We're here. Is it playing? Rob is frozen. Oh, crap. I this think is it's a whole stream frozen on YouTube. <laughs> Dude, I'll take Rob off the screen there. Rob is completely frozen. Oh, crap. I think something bad just happened on our stream. All right. Well, Testing. Gonna... And Cal. Okay, I see you. Antonio. Kevin. Dylan. Okay. It's Jeez. just not loading. The comments aren't loading on StreamYard. Yeah, we're having some StreamYard issues right now. Are you going to eat Jimmy John's on the show? I thought the stream was broken. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I'll be honest with you. I don't know what's happening right now. Uh, Mitch is saying StreamYard's down. It's I mean, it appears to be functioning, but we're just not seeing chat. I think we lost Rob like forever. He's into he fell into the matrix. Moo. Um, all right. Well, we will try our best to get Rob back. This is classic. So the question is, and I need the chat to do some some DD out there for me. Uh, what's going on with this cow beef shortage? And if there is you know, potential headway. Should we be looking at some meat alternatives such as Beyond no, Meat? No, Which is no. already trading at a great discount. No, did, did you not see my tweet? I did, that that the only meat left in the... So you should have known by that tweet that there was a beef shortage, right? Uh, you could have inferred that. That was not my interpretation here. So let me show you, if you didn't see my tweet, which I don't know even, I don't even know how it's possible because I... I uh, oh, I think I'm getting a. I, I'm I'm the best follow on. I'm Twitter. getting a cell phone call from Mr. Robert Roy. All right, can you take AB off here for a second, Rohan? Hey, Rob. Um, okay. So here's my tweet. Get away from the mic. I, I hope his mic is off. Um, this is what I saw over the weekend in in Meyer, the grocery store. Well, that that package you see is a Beyond Meat package, and it was it was so lonely, and I thought it was I I, I thought it was. 
I don't know, sad. So I took a picture of it. Um, my interpretation of this was um, that Beyond Meat, uh, that I don't know, I guess you could have interpreted this one of two ways. I, I look at it as like, as it's just so sad and it's probably been there for a long time. And uh, um, he says, having called Rohan. So I don't know. Um, maybe that maybe that was the wrong interpretation, but that's how I sort of saw the Beyond Meat thing. We're trying to get Rob back here uh, in in the background. I don't, I don't know if it's going to work. Cause, um, yeah, I mean, Shelly, I guess you could have looked at it like that, but I kind of looked at it as like they have this whole section and like there's no products. I don't know. I guess. I guess that's one way of looking at it, but like there, there is other meatless stuff there. I don't know. I guess it, it just looks so sad and lonely to me, which is what it. I don't know. Like, it, uh, I don't know. Whatever. Um, AB was supposed to find a big loser trade of the day. Do we know if he did that? Uh, I, it's possible that I missed it. Um. Chat, let me know if we did the. Jeez, what the hell is going on right now? Oh, shit is just breaking over here. No, I didn't buy it, Shelly. Come on. I bought that stuff like one time and it was fine. Not worth the premium, honestly. Um,. What else do we have here? AB, are you back? Okay. <laughs> with his Jimmy Johns. <laughs> All right. What's the deal with Rob? Is he joining us or are we having major issues? No, we're having uh, what you could consider major issues. The, the site that we use to stream, which we won't name names, is out right now. Yard stream. That's, yeah. what, Joel, that's what Joel calls it. If you try to go to uh, the, the site's website, the site isn't loading. So we, we could phone robert roy in but i just don't think that would do him justice we want to see his charts and uh, so we're just going to get him back okay. on next week hey did, did we do a crypto update yet today uh we have not did we do a biggest losing trade of the day we have not okay but we do do we have one prepared yes okay we have segments everyone we need to do better at doing more segments on this show not just an endless stream of guests we don't want an endless parade of guests on this show we want like max like three guests per day and the rest of it is just a b and i doing things, going out on the street, doing trivia, doing stuff with the chat. That's the point of this. The point of the show is not to be just a, an endless stream of charts and guests. We want it to be a little bit more casual. It's the middle of the day. You know, this is the quietest part of the day in terms of volume. We can talk about the active trading stuff in the morning and in the afternoon, but this is like, this is lunchtime, you know? This is yeah, the, this so is we, the fun part of the day. We have a few different ideas for segments. The one that um, I had brought up was finding just a big trade that was made out there. Yes. Some might be in, on the in the green. Some may, might be in the red. Um, but yeah, I mean, so today, let me get my my right screen shared. It sounds like you need to like clear your throat or something. Really? <clears throat> How about now? Drink some water or something. I've got Coke. Is that Coke? Is it Diet Coke? Is it regular Coke? Is it vanilla Coke? Regular Coke. Regular? Are you you're a regular guy? Yeah, like much to my dentist's Coke or, Coke or Pepsi? Coke, easily. Always. I don't always, even drink Pepsi. Always Coke. I won't drink Pepsi. I, I went to a, um, um, a college that only had Pepsi on campus. It was terrible. I almost transferred. In my school, I think, actually switched like halfway through. Like, Whoa. Yeah. Controversial. I know. It was a big deal. All right. What's today's crazy internet trade of the day? Do All we, right. Do we have one? Yeah. So 
This is a nice little YOLO trade. Okay. I have found where all YOLO trades can be found in Wall Street Bets. True that. For now, Wall Street Bets, that's good. So the reason I'm bringing this up is, is it just gives us some parity with Ford. Um, of course, we, we've talked at, at uh, you know a lot about Luke's Ford trade. This guy, honestly, I don't even know. I, I don't know if I can tell from this screenshot. Is it a long call? Is it a long put? So we know his average cost was... 34 cents a contract uh the current price is 20 so he's down about 40 percent all time um you know he lost over six grand on this trade right now but he said he's holding let's see if i we can go to the comments and dissect you know i, I think the we'll, we'll see what buy buy high sell low classic wall street bets uh you're fucked dude it has <laughs> dividends on thursday um so i don't know maybe uh, maybe he's long ford what's ford been doing this week wait i don't understand how we can't tell from that screenshot is that a robin hood okay can you can we go full screen on that so i can because it's so far away here yeah yeah um okay so i'm I'm gonna look at my screen so okay well we know his break even is two twenty twenty thirty four uh so he's so he, okay the average cost is 34 yeah, so he, he bought 30, 20 dollar calls for you for 34 cents Right, and now they're down to twenty cents. Right, and okay. So Ford down, is currently down at, six, down seven grand. And Ford is currently at nineteen sixty. So he's down seven grand. So we're gonna put the ask out there, and we don't know this guy. No, but is he dead in the wall? And well, it actually. So when the screenshot was taken, Ford was at nineteen sixty one. It's currently at nineteen eighty one. So maybe they're, they've gone up a little bit since then. Um, but the ask that we're gonna put out to you guys in the chat is if you were him. Which you aren't. You're you're better looking. Well, we don't we don't know that. You're smarter. We don't know. This guy could be watching right now. That's true. He could be one of the two the two people. Well, for most of our uh, audience, you this is not you. You're better looking. You're smarter. What would you do? Would you a bomb out, cut your losses, take what equity you have left in the trade, which it looks like it's about ten thousand dollars. Would you double down? Would you say, hey, you know, the stock's gone down, so I can buy these calls for cheaper than I bought them for originally. And double down, kind of dollar cost your average in. Or three, just leave it alone. Say, hey, I'm going to let this ride. I've got, I've got faith that Ford's going to break through that 2034 uh, level. These expire this Friday. Uh, so coming up here in about three days. We, we have time. We have so much time. I mean, this this market, who knows? We have, we have three and a half trading days. That's true. You know, a little bit less. But hey, Zook in the chat. He says, what's up? He has an idea. What's your idea, Zook? Don't be shy. We're, we're still trying to figure out what this show is. Yeah. So tell us what your idea is. I would say, yeah, this person's screwed. They should just cut their losses, is what I would say. Oh, the ex-dividend date, is that tomorrow? Oh, in two days, Kindred? Oh, oh Zook's idea is... That uh, factors into that. Interesting. What is the strike Shelly wants to know? Uh, we can't twenty dollars. Oh yeah, we do see it from the, right there. Well, yeah. we're inferring well, no, from no, the break. That's not the break strike e- from the break. Yeah, but the break even is your strike plus your uh, the cost you paid. So if we paid thirty four dollars okay. or thirty four, true. Yeah. You're right. You, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. He's right. Um. So yeah. So Spencer, you also asked about a crypto update. Um, yeah. Yeah. You, you want to see my heat map? I do want to see your heat map. I, I imagine it's not much of a heat map today, more of a, uh, I don't know, uh, Red Sea. 
a red seed. Okay, might... da- Damon keeps asking about uh, about this crypto XDC. Damon, what the hell is XDC? I pulled up the chart on Coin Market Cap, um, and I'll bring it up on the screen here, so y'all can see what I'm looking at. What is this, Damon? I don't know jack about squat. All right, what's XDC? It's down six percent today. Yeah, but look at that chart, though, that all-time chart. Yo, why shouldn't we... Okay, this is what I want to do. I want to make a slush fund. Uh, dollar amount TBD. And I want to take 5 to 10% increments and throw money into shitcoins. Like this, okay? That's what I want to do. Th- that is my objective for the Benzinga Live slush, uh, slush fund. Slush slush fund whatever yeah you you get the idea that's what i want to do we are going to make that happen we are going to get a fund together of i don't know a couple thousand dollars we'll throw it on robin hood or a weeble or whatever um and we'll buy some shit coins that's what we're going to do next week we're starting we're, we're going to make the purchases next week that means we have to get the account and the money live this week can we do that, AB? Uh, I mean, you provide the money. I'll get it set up. The money will come from our Google AdSense account. Okay. Okay. Straight from Google. Straight from Google. All right. So, yeah, let's go back to that heat map real quick, Spencer. So, yeah, you know, I got, like, I got way distracted. Oh, you're good. Like I mentioned, it, it looks more like a red sea today. Um, you know, we might need. Do we have the heat map? Yeah, I'm pulling it up. I'm pulling it All up. All right, but I'll just go. Yeah. I'll just go off the dome. I don't need to see da, the numbers. Da, 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 so there, there, Bitcoin, there, 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 Bitcoin red. down uh, five, about five percent. Ethereum down six and a half percent. Cardano down more than five percent. Ripple down more than seven percent. Solana down six and a half percent. Dogecoin down around seven percent. So all around a very poor day for crypto. I am uh, you know, not sure about a lot of things, but I am sure there are people out there buying the dip right now um, that anticipate crypto going back up. Of course, we've talked about the potential for holidays, Thanksgiving being a catalyst, moving crypto higher. But right now, it looks like the sellers are in charge of the markets. Um, so who knows, Spencer? I don't know if you're out there buying the dip in Ethereum, Bitcoin, not yet. anything. But... Not yet. And um... we actually did see... Bitcoin dropped below 60000 So seeing it now back up to $60,600 shows that at least someone's out there buying. At least it's not just straight uh, down, uh, taking the elevator down. So I don't know. I'm on the sideline right now in all crypto. I'm holding no crypto positions, no crypto stocks. I'm waiting for an entry point. Who knows? Maybe today is my day. Uh, Zook is asking if we like... Uh... All these crazy ass shit coins, Grindcore. Uh, the answer is yes. We like all of them. Okay. Fartcoin. Fartcoin is cool. We will take a survey next week, uh, and of as far as what shit coins we should buy live on the show, and whatever is it, this is going to be like Elon Musk on Twitter. That's what it's going to be. Just, what? just you know, instead of selling our Tesla shares, we're going to be buying shit coins and lose a lot of money. All but, right, well, I, I got a good one for you. Whoa, what is that chart? All right, I'm going to show you. Oh, pull it up real that quick. does not look good. I love it. I got to All right, I got to it, it. it looks like I'm going to lose all my money. Yeah. I just I just want to get rich fast, okay? Have fun staying poor coin. Yep. <laughs> Dude, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy if you invested in this coin. 
because it was trading up here. To, Tony's, Two days ago. Tony's all mad because we're not being serious. Tony, in all seriousness, I mean, we talk about crypto every single day. I've, I own Bitcoin. I own ETH. I, I own... At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Solana, um, the way I look at it, it really is not changing, right? Owning owning crypto is a short-term risk. Not owning crypto is a long-term risk. Um, I, I, I'm I going to be significant. I'm going to be dollar cost averaging into crypto. Well, but to Tony's point, he's saying that the title clickbait because so the title is, is the crypto winter coming. It's something a lot of people no, have been talking about. No, it is about. not. It is not coming. Well. It, 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 it is not coming, and this is my take. Um, you, for all through the first crypto bubble, right, 2017, um, 2018, uh, the, the biggest question was, oh, but what about the institutional adoption, the real money, right? The real, the real Wall Street money. What about that, right? It, it's, it's not coming in. It's not coming in. Well, now it's coming in. Now you get every single traditional finance firm tripping over themselves to get into crypto in some way, shape, or form, right? You have you have new instruments, right? You have a Bitcoin futures, a several Bitcoin futures ETFs. We're going to probably get an Ethereum futures ETF sometime in the near future. Uh, the real money is now coming in. That I think, I think I'm, I'm speaking broadly speaking about crypto, not any one coin, um, but I think that will create a nice floor of demand, right? Uh, people. Um, who are like me, who are just like, I'm just going to start buying crypto every single month or every six months or every quarter, whatever, as part of my long-term portfolio. Um, yeah, I mean, the, 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 the shit coins and, and the YOLO trades, that, that's all funny games. But in all seriousness, there is a serious, serious demand among traditional, you know, uh, Wall Street among the high net worth side of Wall Street um, for crypto as an asset, uh, be it Bitcoin, be it ETH. Um, broadly speaking, it's one of those two, but of course there are others, right? Um, and so I think it's it would be unwise to bet against that incoming demand. So I, I, I agree it'd be wise to bet against it in the sense that there are... Un unwise to bet against it. Unwise that Wait, there are... Un yes. Well. Yeah, yes. unwise to bet against it. And there are mechanisms out there that allow you to go out and short crypto. I think that'd be a very uh, unwise decision, as Spencer said. However, on the flip side, uh, technical analysis, Spencer, is one of those things that is kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy. So many people believe in it that they buy at a certain time because of it. They sell at a certain time because of it. 
And I just worry that if we see this sell pressure continue through the coming days, um, that we can see Bitcoin and Ethereum drop through uh, important levels. And I'm not saying, oh, can, we're going to see a... I, I'm going to pull up a long-term Bitcoin chart. One second. Keep going. Sorry. I, I'm not saying, oh, we're going to see a, a, a long-term bear market for crypto or anything like that. But it wouldn't surprise me if we do see this pullback continuing until we hit a point in that levels where, like you said, a lot of those institutions are coming back in um, and buying more Bitcoin, buying more Ethereum. Because crypto, uh, unlike stocks, you know, have just crazy volatile movements for seemingly no reason sometimes most of the time in the stock world you don't see a stock move six seven percent in a single day without some sort of a news catalyst sometimes you do of course but not usually with crypto it seems commonplace so uh, essentially i'm saying we may be missing some of those catalysts going forward over the next couple months um and, and so i over the next couple months i i i don't agree um this is a long-term chart of Bitcoin. This goes back to, to February of 17. Okay. Look at that first peak, right? What happened then? Y'all, y'all know this, right? What happened then? In the United States, there's a big holiday. It's called Thanksgiving. And that year, every single uh, Thanksgiving table was talking about Bitcoin. And everybody went out and they bought Bitcoin after that happened. And that coincided with one, with one peak. And then we came back. And then we peaked again. And we came back. Uh, but if you look at November specifically, um, with the exception of 2019, um, every November uh, coincides with a run-up in Bitcoin, with the exception of 2019. Every November, going back three out of the last four, coincides with the run-up in Bitcoin. Um, it would not shock me for a second if we see a similar type of event. Maybe it's not Bitcoin. Maybe it's ETH. Maybe it's NFTs. Maybe it's... I don't know. Shit. Maybe it's Doge. Heck have I know? I have no idea. But but there will be something that comes out that like we'll all wake up on Black Friday and it'll be like rocket ship mode to the moon, right? Well, yeah, we'll see. I mean, and so Brian Blockchain in the chat saying we've barely passed a previous high. This is not the top, Brian. I'm not saying this is the top. I have no. Uh, you know, no doubt that Bitcoin will eventually surpass its previous all-time highs and, of course, reach new all-time highs. Uh, you know, I don't know if we're going to see 100,000 in the next year or so. But what I'm saying is that if this sell pressure continues, um, that technical analysis can become a self-fulfilling prophecy. We may see it drop down to, you know, where we had previous support at, I don't know. Well, I got to pull up the chart now on my screen so I can see exactly what it is. But say it's 45,000, whatever it is. Um, that it would just not shock me. So I'm not going out today and buying the dip. I'm waiting. Uh, yeah, tiny pie whack whack doodle coin. Um, That's it. So we 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 shall see. We're going to be watching crypto for the rest of this week for sure. I do think uh, the sixty thousand level will be important because if we can if we can show that we stay above it, then maybe uh, it's the opposite of what I'm talking about, and we and we don't see that sell pressure coming in. We see a lot of buyers coming in, but if we do drop below it, uh, I don't know. So we shall see, but let us know in the chat. Dude, look at this fucking, look at ETH, man. Jesus, Murphy. I don't know what he has to do with this, but I mean. They're pretty similar. Jeez, look at, look at ETH, man. It's just like, this is life-changing stuff for, for some people. Yeah, I mean, um, Ethereum has been getting a bounce from the, the recent surge back into NFT interest. Uh, we, we, of course, pointed this out as a trade uh, back a couple months ago here on Benzinga Live, when NFTs 
first started gaining popularity again. So if you, you know, zooming out the timeline, essentially NFTs made their first wave back in, I don't know, May uh, and, and, nfts took off the prices for nfts just went through the roof and then there were a few months where you know you can just do this on your own you can go to google trends um here i'll I'll, oh yeah do this show that chart i'll I'll do i'll I'll show i'll show you right here yeah well first of all before we get to that i wanted to see the one rare uh crypto that we have in the green today is decentraland mana um so this has been being talked about a lot essentially digital land that you can buy in the metaverse space um i don't know i mean i don't even I, i don't know I don't know if I can buy. Did I guess I could? I could buy digital land before I buy any. Real this land. is going to be a shit show. I'm calling that now. What the central land? Yeah, land, a land grab in the in the metaverse. It's infinite. Yeah, <laughs> let's get real. It's infinite. I yeah. So come on, here's come on, what, people, think for a second. So here's what we're looking at right now. So NFTs, the search term on Google in the United States. This is the past twelve months. Um, so sorry, I said May earlier, March was the, the first peak in NFTs. So they gauged this interest on a scale from zero to a hundred back in March. It was at about 44 came back up to 44 and then it died down. No one was really, I mean, look, look how low this got. The, the search rating for NFTs was down to a six in midsummer. And since we've seen this recent surge coming back into NFTs, we've gone all the way back up to 100. So now more people are searching for NFTs even than they were back in March when they first hit the scene. And and we said, Luke, it was back when Luke was on the stream about a month or two ago, said, hey, look, NFTs are hot again. I think it was right around here, maybe late August. We said, NFTs are getting hot again, but Ethereum is trading. Uh, you know, Ethereum hasn't reflected this recent increase in interest of nfts so we started looking at as at, at, at ethereum as a trade uh kind of a proxy trade with nfts and of course that ended up working out ethereum has gone up a lot since then uh you can see kind of the related searches what are nfts how to buy nfts nft meetings uh, i mean you can do the same thing say we do OpenSea, and the chart looks pretty similar speaking of OpenSea, is OpenSea gonna go public uh there is a rumor out there that OpenSea is um, merging with the spec svfa um so svfa svf investment the stock spiked on this rumor yesterday went all the way up to 1078 um currently at 1030 so this traded off uh you know about four percent today so i don't know we'll see we'll see if that is announced um i i i think it'll become a fan favorite if it is announced that open is going public through a spec all right, it's uh, one fifteen here. We are supposed to have Tim Quast on the show at one thirty. AB, do we want to call Tim and make sure he knows that maybe he won't be able to join? I think you should call Tim. I think our can. streaming service is working now. It is? Are we back? Yeah, I mean, look, the comments are back rolling through. The uh, Everything, yeah, we're back. Aaron, weren't you supposed to? Aaron Thomas, you were supposed to alert us when that happened. I, Aaron. I, no, no, Aaron Thomas said he was going to. He, he said. I will alert everyone when we're back, and then he didn't alert us. So. I know, but I did, so it's okay. Oh, oh, now he says we're back. Very helpful. Aaron Thomas, helpful as always. Um, okay, so just to put a bow on that discussion, um, I think like nothing, there was nothing, nothing to stop you know, Bitcoin or ETH from going down 5, 10, 20% on any given day or week. But it would be unwise to bet against. No, in order for Bitcoin or... or ETH or whatever to fall 50, 60%. That's what the crypto winner implies, right? 
50% fall or more. Crypto winner. Yeah. yeah I mean, right. look, we, I mean, crypt- in order for that to happen, there would have to be an exhaustion of buyers, but that's, I just don't think it's possible. Everybody wants to buy the dip. Everybody wants to buy the dip. I just worry about the lack of um, positive catalysts coming for Bitcoin, at least in the near future. What do you mean? We don't need catalysts. It's Bitcoin. It's Bitcoin. Yeah. I mean, but but look, it does not need anything. Whatever. I hear you. All right. I'm going back to Apple real quick. I'm going to pull up a 10 minute chart here. Um, so earlier I was talking about that 5140 line that was right here. As you can see, we got right up to it and then started trading lower off that level. Uh, like I said, if we broke through this level, then I'm looking for a bigger breakout. But right now, it doesn't look like we're getting that breakout. So going to have this on my watch list for the rest of the day to see if we can get back up to that 15140 level and finally break through it. And if we do, clear skies ahead. Time to take off. But right now, uh, nothing going on in Apple. But I, I don't really mind Apple as a swing trade right now, Spencer, either. You've got the holidays coming up. Uh, you know, who doesn't want to get a new, you know, Apple iPad or, I don't know, iPod Touch for Christmas? Uh, me, because I already have all, everything that I need, and I'm not spoiled. Uh, you have the old, uh, Spencer has the old AirPods. He's got like the... Oh. Yeah, but I got them for free, so... Yeah. Oh, wait, no, I didn't. No, I paid for this. I, I, I got one pair for free, and I paid for another, so... Um, I have two pairs of, of old AirPods. Um, yeah. Okay. Going back to crypto real quick. Tony's saying, LOL, dude, it's crypto. Every company is talking about it. But that's what I'm saying is that every company, dude, whether it's dude, JP Morgan, dude, whether it's Goldman stop Sachs. Stop trying to call the top. And I'm be not here. trying to call the top. I'm just saying I don't Look, know if we're, if we're, if we're going to see that rip we're all looking for right now. He, I think he, it might be a little bit further down the line. Can we summarize this all up and say it is, go- it, it is a good idea to prepare for the worst. but you should, it, it, it's like a preparation thing, right? Prepare for the worst, but act like the best is coming. Act, act like the best case scenario, prepare for the worst case scenario. Don't be sad it's over, be happy it happened. No, I'm just saying, like, it's it's perfectly fine to I think, thought we were just saying, like, It's perfectly crazy. fine to think about these things. Like, what do I do? What do I do if Bitcoin falls 50%? That's a good, good question to ask yourself. But, like, don't act on it if now. Bitcoin, if Bitcoin falls 50%, I'll buy it. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> For sure. That's what I'm for saying. sure gonna buy it at, at, Everybody, at 30,000. I'll buy that all day. Everybody all and their day. mother and my mother will buy Bitcoin if it falls 50%. Like, I actually remember specifically. So last year yeah. at Halloween, I was at a Halloween party. And at the time, Bitcoin was at about 18,000, I wanna say. Let's yeah. see how good my memory is because okay. we can easily see what the price of Bitcoin was last Halloween. But I wanna say it was 18,000. And it had gone up from about 12,000 to 18 in a month. So up like 50% in a month. And I remember asking. Yeah, the math, the math is good there. I was right. Yeah. All right. Okay. So it was 18,000 at that Halloween party. I was talking to my buddy who studied computer science in college and is like, uh, he, he's not like a tech nerd or anything like that, but we, I just like kind of made fun of him for being one because he was a computer science major. And I was like, yo, uh, actually, his name is Spencer. I was like, Spencer, should I buy Bitcoin? And he was like, I don't know. How the fuck am I supposed to know? And I was like, dude, I don't know. You're a computer tech guy, you know, whatever. But I was kind of being facetious because I was like, it had already gone up 50% in a month. And I thought like, oh, no way. It's going to keep going up. And of course, looking back on it, it's like, shit, I wish I would have bought Bitcoin at 18000 last Halloween. 
Uh, y'all, y'all want to know what the number one trending stock on Benzinga Pro is today? I'll pull up the chart right NVIDIA. now. NVIDIA. No, it's Lucid. Lucid! Guys, what the F? What no. the F? It's up 80. Fuck. Oh, right. language. Whoa, whoa, whoa. All right. Well, whoa. here, I'll share my screen. I'll show, you, I'll, show, I'll show you why I'm. I'm yeah, I'm we know you. We know you had options and you sold them. I know, but I'll, I'll, I'll show the. Look at this. Guys, $53. Those of you holding the back, February, you're back. There, you're back. All you're right. back. So I go to my history, um, bought these three contracts at 185 Sold. We can see exact time on here, 9.35, five minutes after the open. Because like I said earlier, the stock opened up, but then started trading lower, and I got scared. I had Dude, I, that always ha- Aaron, that always happens to me, man. That happens to me all the Every trade I'm in, if I'm watching it, I get scared. Yeah, so I sold them for 2.26. or t- I sold two of them for 2.26. I sold one of them for a loss. All right, so let's see. Throw your guesses in the chat. Let's see what this options contract is trading at right now. A $48 call that expires this Friday, November 19th. I sold them for, let's see, average price, 226 181 Let's just call it 210 because well, I had... The difference is you bought it when it was out of the money and now it's in the money. Right. So I bought them at 185 I'm saying let's say I, I sold them on average for 210 Okay. I don't know. What, $3? Is that... Three dollars. So if it was only if it's only three dollars right now, then I only screwed myself out of. I don't know more. Can you, you want to look? Let, let's, let's go. Look. Let's go look right now. All right, Lucid Group trade Lucid options. Three fifty. Buy calls expiring November nineteenth. Forty eight dollars. Six eighteen. What? Oh my $6. god! I would I could have made I would have had eighteen hundred dollars worth of these contracts had I not sold any of them. Dude. I'm a bonehead. I'm an idiot. Dude, you know what we need right now, Rohan? We, we need our soundboard. Where's our soundboard for Aaron? That's what we need for new, this. New, new, new. No, 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 no. Oh. Yeah, but our actual soundboard. I just it already. Our I actual it already. soundboard. The one that's yeah, up I here, man. It already. All right, y'all. I've got some buying power. I'm looking to make a trade. <laughs> a lot of it's margin, but I don't care. Look, I've got two grand in margin. That's free money, free trades. Dude, it's interest free. In- interest free. It's basically a free loan. Let me know in the chat what I should hit. Okay, in all seriousness. So wait, so that was Lucid. Let's go down the list here. Um, trending stocks today in Benzinga. Lucid, Tesla, GGPI, Rivian. Sense a theme here. Um, um, oh, uh, progenity is on there. It's number seven trending. Trend what is progenity? Why do I see, I see it talked about? Yeah, P R O G. Um, did we have them on the show? I don't remember. Um, why the hell is Casper on the list of trending stocks? They just got today? bought out. Yeah, that was yesterday. That was yesterday. There was no trade here. It's over. All right. Forget about Casper. It's done. All right. Move on with your lives. What about other mattress uh, companies? Purple. PRPL. Sleep number. SNBR. Uh, purple. This is a former SPAC. Purple? Uh, it looks like it. it. Probably does look like it. Traded right. at $10 for a while. Uh, I don't know. That chart looks ugly. I saw someone talking about Casper on Twitter last week as a buyout target, and they got bought out this week. It makes me think that person like knew something that I, I didn't know. Yeah, but most people who bought this thing after the IPO lost money. So, uh, hey, how's um how's Peloton doing today? Because they had the offering. 
I want like a Peloton and I want like a sofa. Up 11%, Spencer. What? Holy crap, you're right. Yeah. Wow, straight up. Yeah. I did not realize this had happened. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wait. Look at, look at okay, SoFi. Is, what? So SoFi went down to down 6% on the day. Now it's coming back up. This this It, it looks like it's coming out here. I might look at some weekly calls on SoFi. Let's see if the chat's got any better ideas. All right, all right. Uh, this is what I like. What do we got? Maddie Ice giving me not only suggestions, but the very, a very oh, specific. Oh, the trade. Oh, how many legs is this? A very specific. One, two, three, four legs. It's three too many. Uh, he said no uh, because. There's a dividend there's coming. There's a dividend up. coming. What does that mean? Does that mean the stock's going to go up or down? Uh, it'll go down to reflect the dividend, but it'll it'll mess with the options. All right. Uh, I, I don't even know if they have options on Rivian. Yes, they do. Today is the first day. All right. The stock's optionable today. All right. So what? can you read me what uh, what he said on Rivian? He oh, he didn't give me the strike no. prices. I need the strike prices. Otherwise, no, I no. Don't, don't let Maddie I spell out a trade for you. Let, Why let, not? Okay, let's go to... Okay, so we're in Rivian. Um, I don't know. Well, let's start Let's start with some calls and let's see what we got. I'm just curious what these things are priced at now. I mean, they're going to be... Exp- oh, they're gonna- I, let, let me know. I don't know. All right. So I'll, I'll do this. I'll... All okay, let's make it for next uh monthly, so December 17th. Okay, we got we're a month away, they're a little expensive. So, what I'm gonna do Wait, is I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm blind, so $24. I, I'm gonna do a spread, so I'm gonna buy this call, I'm gonna sell this one. Oh no, it's a credit spread, I don't want that, I want a debit spread. There we go. So, it's gonna cost me $140 to put on this trade. I'm gonna do $145 just to make sure I get it. Um, wow, that was quick, yeah. So, here, let's 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 do this again. I'll, I'll walk through it. Wait, I want to make sure I got the right uh. Yeah. There we go. Rivian. Um, Wait, they, they send you a message every time you get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I think that's funny, but I do. It's they like, send me a little message. Dude, just... what, why don't they have like... An, oh, wait, uh, it hasn't gotten filled dude, yet. Dude, they should have like an intercom pop-up. Like, like you, you got filled. Oh, no, no, we need the you got mail. But for the you got mail, it's you got filled. I think my trade was so good that it is already up so much that I won't get filled. All right, so let's do this again. All right, so we're gonna do it December seventeenth. Dude, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it a little slower this time. Who who do we know at Robinhood and Weeble that we and, and all the brokerages that we can make my you got filled thing happen? Well, they Robinhood already got in trouble for like gamifying some stuff too you, much. A sound effect is not a gamification; it's just a funny thing after you make a trade. You got filled. Wait, actually, now that I'm looking at this... This is the best idea I've ever had. I don't know if I like this trade that much. Take it off. All right. Um, here's what we're going to do. Watch. I'd like to cancel this order. You should, should I do that here. Crashed again. Really? No, it didn't. Okay. Cancel order. All right. Cancel that order. Let me go back to the chat. You got filled. All right. In, in this case, you didn't. Do we still want to do Rivian? Do we have better, any other options? Yeah, Matty Ice, I think, is going to give you a trade here. But, right. but I don't know. Whatever, whatever. Yeah, Matty Ice, I lo- I'm loving the participation. AB, don't blindly follow him. Just cause, ah, I'm just going to do it one time and see if it, if it All works. Right, Matty Ice, this, I, this one's on you. Then I come back, yeah. If, 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 we, if AB loses his shirt, that's on you. And if AB makes all the money, then that's on AB. Yep. Because yep, it, it takes a smart man to follow another man. But if I lose money, then it's not it, was, his fault. You, it was your fault. It's not his fault. Exactly. Yep. Spencer gets it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Oh, boy. Okay. Wait, does he post it? 
Yeah. So go to the one. Okay. Can we go to the one nineties? All right. Uh, yeah, I gotta pull Rivian back up. You gotta. All right. So we're. I'm. I'm did he say expiration? I'm gonna assume next. Uh... A- Abe. Abe. This is a. This is Aaron's personal Robert account. Is he saying my account size is big or small? Dude, size doesn't matter. So okay, so we're at the 195. Wait, sorry. So oh, he's the... doing November 19th. I was gonna do December 19th. All right, you got to read it to me, Spencer, because I can't look at both screens at the same time. Sell. Okay, we're gonna start with this. Sell the 190 calls. All right, selling 190 calls. Okay, you're gonna buy the 195 calls. I'm gonna buy the 195 calls. Oh, mm-hmm. a little credit spread. Okay. Okay. We're gonna then we're gonna go to the put side. Okay. We're gonna sell the 155s. We're going to sell the 155s. And we're gonna buy the one fifty. And we're gonna buy the one fifties. What is okay. this a freaking butterfly? So I get two hundred thirty-five dollars as long as the stock stays in between one fifty-five and one ninety. In the net wait, in the next when? What is the nineteenth? Three yeah, days. Three days. <laughs> and if it goes either way outside of it, then I lose two sixty-five. So I'm essentially risking 270 to win 235 um, and just hoping that this stays in this zone. In the 155, here, let me, let's zoom in down here so we can see this little fun graphic they put. So our max profit is 230. Our max loss is 270. So I like that it's very defined. Um, <laughs> 155. Wait, Abe just insulted you. Abe, that's okay. He he Abe didn't mean to insult you. He didn't realize this is your personal account. That's okay, Abe. Uh no, back to the trade. I don't I don't actually hate this setup here. I no, I, I don't hate it either, but like I also think there's a chance that Rivian runs to above 192 Wait, by the where, end of the Where week. are we? Where are we right now here? It's up 10% today. I mean, it's like I don't know. All right, fine. Wait, but also the the LA Auto Show is what like tomorrow or Thursday or Friday sometime this week. Um, we've been running into that. I don't know. I I hear your point. So so I honestly, yeah, you know I've, what? I've never done this, Maddie Ice. So I need to like. So I open it. I get the credit for opening it. Do I have to close it, or do I just like hope it expires without me being in the red? I've never done the crap. I don't know. Like this. this is the the Robert Roy segment. I Dude, know. I know. This is why we need to get Robert on the show. We tried. We literally we tried. I've been trying for a month and a half to get Robert back on the show. Wait, and- Maddie, I said you've got like a 75 to 80% chance of making $1 or one Dude, cent? Dude, Matt Maley, who is uh runs the Benzinga Pro Inner Circle, is live on CNBC right now. Why don't we get Matt on this show? <laughs> I don't know who that is. Matt Maley? Yeah. He's on, he's, he runs the Benzinga Pro Inner Circle. And he's on CNBC. And he ain't on our show. This makes no sense. All right. I placed this. I don't know if it's getting filled. Um, I'll keep y'all, I'll keep y'all apprised of what's going on here. Oh my gosh. All right. I don't even know anymore. It's 1.30. Wait, wait. Did you put that in or no? I submitted it. I you don't did. know if it's getting filled. Um, yeah, to answer your question, uh, Josue, Jose, I don't, Jose with a U, I'm not quite sure how to pronounce that. I'm sorry. Um, yes, we can, but I would much rather have someone who knows more about options explain it. 
Um, and we have those people on the I'll, show I'll every other day. Jose, a credit spread, you get paid to put the trade on. A debit spread, you pay to put the trade on. <laughs> Wait a if you're a, if you have a call, Tim to, Tim Quas email me. Tim Quas is what did he, he say? He asked if he was coming on today. I'm going to tell him yeah, yes. The links are tell him the links are on his calendar. Yeah. But, okay, fine. Whatever. I'll take that. Was probably producer's fault. Producer's fault. Um. So anyway, Jose, if you put a credit call spread out there you're synthetically short the stock i believe if you put a credit a debit call spread out there you're long the stock and vice versa for puts but like spencer said jose we will get someone on uh that knows more about it than we do that was the point of bringing robert warren the show hey do we see activism today it's getting punished because the wall street journal said that Wait, what what is activision atvi oh yeah punished little because... sexual assault allegations not so much the allegations what wait lucid oh is, oh, is that your pro yeah oh gee, i thought that was my pro i was like i don't have lucid up on the screen um no allegations that bobby kodak the the, the ceo knew about the problems at the company, sexual assault allegations at the company. Oh, a um, little like Joe Paterno situation. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that is that big old red candle. Gosh, if you're an ATVI, I'm so sorry. This is like a good business. Just so out of favor. Eh. It's so out of favor. EA, Activision, these stocks have gotten absolutely hammered. Take two is doing well. Take two is doing not bad. If you compare it with the other two. Yeah. I mean, I, if I had to buy any video game stock right now, it would be take two. Although the dip is juicy on Activision. I mean, I don't think we're going to see Call of Duty go anywhere. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, Josue. <laughs> I, I, I've, I've legitimately never, se- I've never seen that name spelled out before. So I apologize. Josue. Josue. All right. I, I don't know if my trade ever got filled or not. Um, doesn't look like Daniel it. says, Q- Oh, great. What Your order to open one Rivian short iron condor has been filled in an average price of $2,235 per short iron condor. Um, so now I don't even know. All right, Maddie Ice, we're gonna have to hop on the phone after this and you're gonna have to explain some things to me. Oh, gosh. All right. Um, I don't know if Tim Quas is joining us today. I don't know if we're going to have any guest, um, but we're just going to hang out. That's what we're going to do. Uh, we do have the roadmap coming up next at two o'clock. Our NFT show. If you, if you thought this show was weird, that show is even weirder, but in a good way. Um, so we have that. Uh, so wait, I'm confused. Maddie, I said I pay two hundred thirty-five dollars for this contract, or did they pay me to put it on? Dude, what, did, did did you buy or did you sell? I I don't know. I bought. You don't know what you did. I I did the iron condor. Look, so it says market value negative two hundred thirty seven. I don't love that. Uh, but today's return up thirteen bucks right now. Can can we see like the different legs that you have like of this trade? Yeah, to the right. I yeah, think. I. No, no, no. Can we? Oh, here we go. Yeah, that, oh, that perfect. Okay. So I had one buy. Yeah, you, yeah. You bought two contracts and you sold two contracts. You you bought a call, you sold a call. You bought a put, you sold a put. Yeah, it's a it's called a short iron condor. I'm just uh, yeah. Matty Ice got me in a loop. Dude, now. this is why I don't do spreads, man. 
Okay, so I, okay, so, so I I put up five hundred dollars in collateral and I got two hundred thirty five credit in return. So I I net, um, you know, have put out then two hundred sixty five bucks. When you close the trade out, you get the five hundred dollars collateral back. Um. So yeah, I'm just hoping that it stays that Rivian stays in that trading zone that we talked about. What was it, one fifty five to like one ninety? Um, and, and then. Matty Ice, when when do you when sh- when do I close it? Like, should I close it tomorrow? Should I close it? When does it expire? Friday. Before then. Oh, I can't make a. I can't oh, make Jesus. another day trade. Can you tomorrow? Um, uh, let's see how long ago this Roblox trade was. Oh gosh. Oh Roblox, look at that up ten percent today. This stock just fucking moves one way or the other. It either is up. 10% or down 10%. Um, November 11th. So, okay, you, so you'll be good tomorrow. Yeah, I'll be good tomorrow. I can sell. Well, either way, it won't be a day trade anymore tomorrow. All right. Good stuff, Matty Ice. Thank you for the trade. All right. Uh, it is 136. And uh, I don't know. What else you want to talk about? I, the Activision thing was top of mind. Um, we did the. Oh, do you want to do, you want to do a name that chart? That yeah, one? let's do a name that chart. Abe, I like the way you think. Let's take it to MGM Grand, dude. That Abe, that's what we're saying. That's what we're gonna do with the Benzinga Live slush fund. Slush fund. I never say those words. I wonder correctly. how quickly we should make that a segment. How quickly does AB get kicked out of the casino trying to uh like live stream from inside the casino? Within five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what if we order Wait, Rohan, within five minutes? Rohan. Can you try to find me like a spy uh camera? Dude, I think we have one. No, you do not. Really? Uh well, Jason has one. So For what? For his pranks. I'm sure we could borrow one from him. Okay. All right. Dude, let's do that. I'll take it into the casino. I'll Dude, with it you, I don't know about live streaming. You, you will it, get though. Dude, they won't kick you out. You don't don't understand. They will drag you in deeper into the back room. Oh, and like rough me up a little bit to yeah. let me go. Yes. I've had and then they'll kick you out. Oh yeah, I, I I can. Yeah, they think your they think your streaming camera is probably for cheating or something. Yeah. Oh, that's a good call. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I'm like, no, this isn't like I'm not trying to cheat. It's just for the lulls, dude. It's for the content. Yeah, it's, it's for the content, guys. All right, whatever. Hey, I see Timmy. Timmy Q is here. Please save us, man. I don't know. Tim, guess what I did. I don't know if they can hear oh, us. Oh, Tim, we can't hear you. The old mute trick. Shoot. It's one of those days, man. I swear to, I swear to God. Nothing is working so today. So you're not muted on uh, our streaming service. I think it's you might just need to select the correct uh, microphone. Oh, my God. Nothing is working. <laughs> Still nothing. Why won't anything work for me? It's only Tuesday. Why can't it be Friday? Yes. Test one, two, three. That's it. Oh, right. there we go. Okay. There we oh, go. Right, does that. Good to see you. So tell me, Aaron, what happened? Uh, what did he do? I placed my first ever iron, iron condor trade, which iron... it, it sounds a lot cooler than I think it actually is. It's, what, it's, a, it's a very, it, it, it sounds like some kind of spy movie. Iron right. Iron condor. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> what led you to... To make, to make this choice and take this Matty out. Ice. 
Matty Ice in the chat. Yeah. Literally spoon fed us a trade. Yeah, he okay. said, hey, do this. Okay, is it working? I don't know. We'll see. Let me ask me tomorrow. It's been ten minutes. I don't know. (laughs) Tim, Tim, what what are you watching today out there? What's on your mind? Anything interesting out there? Options expirations. Uh, So that's relevant. That's a relevant conversation. It it really is. It really so. And people give it short shrift. So those begin effectively tomorrow. So. Uh, people think, oh, well, that's a Friday event. If it, you know, and then there are weeklies and there are monthlies and so on. But it's really Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You guys have heard this many times, so and maybe maybe your audience has too. So, if you have and you're tired of it, <laughs> apologies. But it's always something to keep in mind that there are very short-term opportunities, two, three, four, five days, uh, where things can make runs, and uh, and and. There are opportunities and there are risks. So I think about both of those. I've, I've traded several things today. Uh, Marvel, uh, Sentient, uh, SXT. Uh, that was a great, so if, you know, you look at that stock today. Uh, if you want to look that up, go ahead. I'll show you what it looks like. SXT? Sentient, yep. Yep. I don't even know if I know that one. It's up about 2% today. Right, but it's been up almost 5 Right, so that those are the opportunity. That to me is a very nice trade. Uh, so I'll tell you how I get to that. Let me hide this thing. Uh, these and it's not an iron condor, but these are the things that I will look at. Uh, here, I, I just happen to have uh, Quaker uh, chemical up at the moment. No, but, let's uh, get that. Let's get that on the screen. There we go. Let's. Uh, did I do that? Okay, there we are. Are you seeing my? You're seeing my screen too. Right? Yeah, we are. Okay, then let me let me show you. And folks, this is market structure. It's not technicals, not fundamentals. Uh, you could use it for option strategies. You absolutely could. If you, you know, if you want to, whether your strategy is to buy and sell options or if you want to, you want to buy right. So you have bought the underlying and you want to sell puts or calls. It can really help you improve the probability of keeping the premium. Uh, you want to sell calls on things likely to decline and puts on things likely to rise, <laughs> and you can isolate those opportunities better. Uh, so SXT here, whoops, uh, good thing I'm not trading. Uh, that would be a fat finger. Uh, let me see here. Uh, bear with me one moment. Let's uh, refresh that. Okay. I had switched. I had switched. It's just back. a technology gaff kind of a day. It, it, it's, uh, some days the, the magic works and some days it doesn't. It does okay, so here's <laughs> here's uh, SXT and here's why I bought it. So I, you know, I look at the start of the day and I say, okay, well, the overall trend in supply is down and demand is surging. And even and here, just from day to day, there was a big drop in in supply. So if the same thing continued today that occurred yesterday, the price will rise. It's just a uh, a function of supply and demand. And so that's what I like to look for around options expirations. This is not, it's not the beginning of the trade. If you're really doing the beginning, you might buy the uptick from five uh, and, and then you have a longer chance. But I know I can get a little, I probably, I can probably get a gain here. Just did the same thing with Marvel. Uh, you could get a short-term reasonable gain by making sure I'm buying and selling things where the supply and demand are in my favor. That's all I'm doing. It's the most basic economic principle of all. Uh, and 
I'm not good at technical technical charts. I'm very good at fundamentals. I've spent a lot of uh, 26 years in the investor relations profession where it's our job to articulate uh, the story about financial performance and strategy and so on to the street, to Wall Street. Uh, so I know that. But out of all of that, what I have discovered is market structure trumps everything because it gives you everything. Everybody else is doing their homework and studying stocks and acting on it and people are looking at charts and then that's going to affect supply and demand. So into a long-winded answer to your question, Spencer, I'm going to look for very short-term opportunities into options expirations because I prefer to portage around them because you never know what's going to happen. And here's an interesting thing too, the, 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 you know, the period at the end of the sentence here. Here's broad market sentiment. This is the, this is the S&P 500, the compo composite stocks. So tends to be when there's a big surge, then that there's a carry through and the market rises. But you know when it turns down that you're going to have a drop. And sure enough, so I, I left when sentiment dropped here and I skipped this little, I went to cash, sat out, missed the divot, came back was when sentiment's rising. And now it's begin, it's peaking. So right into options expirations, it's peaking. Well, I'd rather, I want to make money, not lose it. That's my whole strategy. <laughs> so <laughs> that's, uh, and it works. I don't trade very often. I trade probably 25% of trading days, uh, but, but my, my little trading portfolio is up well more than 30% this year. So the, I can beat the market in a quarter of the time by paying attention to supply and demand. And I know now that I'm gonna just do short-term trades here because I don't wanna get caught in another divot. It tends to be that when the market or sentiment are up into options expirations, people take advantage of that, could be Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, could we have a really good day in there, then the market is down afterward because all of those strategies reset. People cash in, they cash out their winnings or their losses and everything resets for the next series. Well, that can lead to a decline. It's not an absolute, we've rather skipped that in, in uh, uh, October. October is where the market turned and really became powerful after a bad September options expirations. So it's not an absolute, but it's a probability. So I think about that. Tim, I'm curious because you mentioned that you have a, your background is in investor relations. I'm curious, like how often would it happen where like a company would come out with news, whether it's like it, it could be earnings or, or whatever, and, and like an objectively good good headline would come out, and then the stock yep. would go down, would go Walmart. down. Right, Walmart. Great, right. Well, yeah, right. great example. Well, Walmart yeah. today. Great example. Yeah. What, great how Walmart. often does that happen? And like, what are those conversations like? It is the single most frustrating thing to an executive team. The executive team says, okay, well, we, we, uh, we beat the street's expectations and we raised guidance, meaning with that we increased our view of the forward results and the stock goes down. So then they turn to people like me, the IR team, the investor relations folks, and they say, what did you guys, how'd you screw it up? I mean, we executed and then you guys tell the story to the street and the stock goes down. So clearly it's your fault. And how often does it happen? Well, it is, it is absolutely a feature of modern markets. It didn't used to be true to the degree that it is today, where you can beat and raise, that's what we call it, beat and raise and your stock goes down. Uh, and it's, it, it happens routinely now. Then the question is why? Well, it, you go to the, the, the Sherlock Holmes aphorism, granted fictional character, uh, who famously said, when you eliminate the impossible, 
then what remains, no matter how improbable, is your answer? Well, it's impossible for money that that is invested in a story to sell a stock when the when the number when you beat the numbers and you raise your guidance. That is not going to prompt investors to sell the stock. No matter what you hear on CNBC, they'll try to explain it. Well, they raised guidance, but it wasn't as good as everybody's looking. No, that's not it. <laughs> that is not it. It is something else. And it, the something else that you go to, and I don't know if I have an example here on my screen. I might. So here's an example. If I look at, I'm just going to spin over here and check who this is. So I've got wolf speed just happens that i've got this data in here look look at this i want you to see this because here's the here is the answer to that question so if i look at the volume composition where are we so this is wolf street's data these are the four big reasons people buy and sell stocks they buy and sell for the story the characteristics the price and the association with a derivative uh, talked about this Monday, right? So if 52% of the volume in wolf speed is being driven by traders trading price, either with algorithms or machines or speculating, uh, you know, human beings speculating, then there is a 52% chance that the stock may, may behave differently than you expect. Only 9% of the audience is focused on whether you beat or raise. And that money may actually stop what it's doing to listen to the call and study the results. Well, if that 9% steps out, then the other 91% have some other purpose. <laughs> what if I bet that the stock will decline? So then I pile into puts and I buy swaps and then I fulfill my own bet and the stock goes down. And then everybody looks around and says, well, how could, what is it? What part of their story should we look at that explains why investors sold it? No, it wasn't that. That is the reason. Is is there a way to see on your platform which stocks have the highest percentage of their of daily trading activity uh, that come from fast traders, uh, bots, algos, whatever? Because the implication there, like you said, is like um, yep. a, a stock that has more. In this case, yellow, right? Uh, yep. According to that pie chart, but the the more yep. yellow you have, the greater the likelihood that the stock is just not going to care about whatever fundamental headline is out there or, or, or and the inverse, right? If stock with, with no yellow, then you can reasonably say, Oh, good headline, go higher, bad headline, go lower. Right. right. Um, well, no, not the highest percentage, but we're certainly going to know what behavior is the leading price setter. And so right. if you look at Walmart, there it is. Uh, let me just zoom that in a little bit. Here's Walmart. It's a five, bottomed at five. That's not bad. Short volume, 44%. That's not bad. That's pretty close to the S&P 500, and the trend is down. Uh, so it trades, you know, last price, it closed yesterday at 146.91. Trades about $12,000 at a time. Very liquid stock. Market cap, $410 billion. Lead behavior. There's our answer. If the lead behavior heading into results is something that trades price, then that, that money is going to react to whatever the change in the underlying tick data, that is the, the buy and sell order flow, they're gonna know. So if that stuff slows down, what are high frequency traders gonna do? Fast traders. They're going to move it in the direction of pressure and that will be down because the demand diminished. 
So that will know that. So I can look at this and say, well, among the two, which would I buy? Well, I, I'm not crazy about 50% short and an uptrend, but Constellation bottomed 50% up and passive money leading, meaning it's going to be indexes, ETFs, and quants. Well, in some ways, that's more stable. It's not, I don't, I don't factor that in because sentiment is the four behaviors plus price. It's going to take those movements into account and tell me. So I call these my big and stable stocks. It's a, you know, it's a dynamic portfolio that's going to go look for those characteristics and get, and there are only two in it. But there's our answer, Spencer. The, if the behavior setting price is trading price, not story or characteristics, then the price can go down. It's going to move in the direction of pressure. Uh, there are, wait, there's a question from the chat. Oh, uh, this data, is it real time or delayed? And Cal wants to know. Great, great question. It's T plus one, meaning we have data from yesterday today, but there's a reason. There's a reason, you know, the, the trouble with real-time data is try to find a correlation in real-time data. Correlations reach zero, and that is by design. Algorithms are designed to deceive people. They're designed to make buying look like selling and selling look like buying. I use them through interactive brokers. I'll use price management algorithms and it splits my trades <laughs> into multiple pieces. I pay a commission so I can see all of that. I had a trade for 20 shares last week that split into four trades, right? That was their algorithm. Why do I need four trades for that? Well, the point here to answer the question, why, why is it not real time? Well, first of all, we need to see the behavioral change. We wanna look at how things are changing over time because it's the only way we can have an advantage over a machine that can confuse us all. This is the real danger for day traders, retail day traders trying to compete with Hudson River Trading and Infinium and GTS and Quant Lab and Two Sigma and Jane Street and uh, uh, on and on you could go. Virtu, they're much more powerful. They can consume all of the data. They're not just reusing the SIP like you and I do. You and I are gonna have use, use the consolidated tape for our price. If you look up a quote, you pay for a data service, or if you look up a quote at Yahoo or Google, you're gonna get the consolidated tape data. Well, that's slower data than the data that Hudson River Trading and Citadel are consuming. Citadel has its own data. It's consuming super high-speed feeds from the NYSE and the NASDAQ and I, all 16 members of the Consolidated Tape Association. They know 400 milliseconds-ish of blink of an eye, right? and stocks can trade in microseconds. Stocks can trade 4,000 times in, in 500 milliseconds, believe it or not. So they're going to know what the supply-demand balance is. We are always at a disadvantage. So why do that? If you know you're at a disadvantage, why wouldn't you look for a way to have an advantage? Well, that's why we focus on this. We want to know how demand and supply are changing over time because the machines are too close to the data to know that. They're looking at the tick data right here. We want to take a long step back and say, yeah, but the big forces, the people that actually own stuff, how's that changing? Because that will give us an advantage. And that's why we have T plus one data, which is still fabulous. T plus one gives us great patterns. Awesome. Tim Quast, uh, he, he joins our channel uh, several times per week, every Monday on pre-market prep, uh, and then uh, Tuesdays or Fridays uh, on, on this show. Uh, Tim, uh, always a pleasure, and uh, we'll, 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 talk to, we'll talk to you again. Have a good okay. one. Okay. You All too. Right. See ya. All right.
Um, all right, it's one fifty-five. Just about. We got five minutes left before we're going to go over to the roadmap. They're talking uh, about the Port at Yacht Club, talking about celebrities doing NFTs, and um, who's not doing NFTs these days? Me, <laughs> honestly. Sorry. I'm still I, watching I, I, Apple. I, 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 Looks like we're approaching that 5140 level that I've been talking about. We're about to hit it. I want to see us get through to 5150, and then it's green skies ahead. I'm going to double down on my calls for this week if we hit that level. So watch Apple right here, dude. This Activision report from the Wall Street Journal, uh-huh. pretty, pretty thorough. Pretty, pretty, pretty good reporting. Pretty damning. Yeah. Well, there's, yeah. A, lot, there's a lot of stuff stocks coming back there. up. There's a lot of stuff in there just saying i remember um like a year ago like a while ago seeing the first uh like news articles talking about activision's employees filing lawsuits i don't yeah this is not the first headline no i know but i just remember like when the first i it was the same thing where like some article came out that i clicked on it and it was like oh wow they actually did some like thorough reporting like they were talking about um how certain employees had been like yeah, because during COVID, they were like, "Oh, we need to get this update out for Warzone or for the new Call of Duty." Right, and so, right, like, right. these employees were asked to essentially work like crazy hours to meet these demands, and seeing no, uh, you know, extra pay or anything. And so, like, I, I don't know. Either way, the reporting was very, very thorough. And I read that article, and then I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna watch the stock. Okay, I bet it's gonna be down." And then the next day, it's up like three percent. The day after that, it's up two percent. Because of what Tim Quash just said, people trading in the stock. The daily volume wasn't fundamental traders. It was bots. How goes? Got it. Makes sense. Checks out. I mean, he didn't actually say that about Activision, but I'm just right. Uh, I'm just that, that 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 bots don't care about the bad news. People do though. Um. All right. So we're still. Should we just pull up Apple real quick? Because this. I is... mean, yeah. You seem to want to. You seem to have Apple on your mind, which is fine. Yeah. Baby. I haven't thought about Apple in weeks. Yeah, baby. Holiday season coming up. Everyone's talking about what new Apple product they're going to buy their kids this year. I think it's going to be the iPod Touch. What do you think, Spencer? I don't know. <laughs> I had no idea. I just know it'll probably be it'll probably be a record year for Apple in terms of uh, Spencer. What what are you going to get your kids? Uh, my kids uh, are uh, unborn, so <laughs> nothing. Uh, I I am going to do some shopping probably later today uh, for uh, Hanukkah, which starts. Oh, no. What? We're coming off that. We're not going to hit the 5140 level, I don't think. I thought you were saying I know about Hanukkah. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, I don't even know when the holiday starts. Uh, But I got to do do my shopping. That's actually on the list for today is do do my shopping. I have a couple gifts I got to buy. Well, Spencer, I'm glad you brought that up because I want to direct you to swag.benzinga.com for all of your holiday shopping, whether you're shopping for a baby, shopping for your grandma, or shopping for your son. Or your annoying co-host. Your (laughs) benzinga.com slash swag. Or what did I say? No, it's swag.benzinga.com. Get it right, man. Swag.benzinga.com is your all-in-one stop place for your holiday shopping. You might find inflation at other places. Best no inflation. No, no inflation, no inflation at the we, swag store. We are keeping our prices the same. We will take that hit on our end so you don't <laughs> have to. Come over to swag.benzinga.com for all of your holiday shopping. Use the code Wait. Hanukkah. Wait, Shelly's right. Shelly, Shelly, you're right. We, 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 first of all, Shelly, you won 
the chart trivia last week, so no winning for you again today. But uh, we did say we would do a guess the chart. Wait, hold so, on. Matty Ice is saying, AB, just a reminder, you can roll out your Iron Condor to the next month if it goes against you. Try for a credit, but you can also pay a little for a little bit more time to be correct. All right, I'm going to pull up a... Oh, Hex Pony, I never got my jersey from Wish. I kind of gave up on that. What? Still? Yeah. Oh, geez. All right. Um, let's pull up a chart. I'm, I'm gonna pull up a stock right now. I'm gonna make it. We're gonna do. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's a good idea. We, to think we should make one. the onesies in adult size. That's what uh, Haven Peck says. All right. I'll, 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 I'm gonna do an easy one. I think this one's pretty easy. All, All right, right Matty Ice. I'm still kind of lost in the Iron Condor thing. I'll be honest. So just. Uh, let me know. Uh, let me know when you have a minute. Maybe we can get you on the show. You don't even have to come on camera if you don't want to. You can just come on audio only and walk me through it. I'm kind of a visual learner. Um, so is Spencer. So maybe we can. All right. Okay. I, I, I have a chart for name that chart. All right. Put okay. it up on the screen. Okay. Um, I got rid of the price axis at, at someone at ScarJo's uh, suggestion. Okay, I don't know this one, by the way, guys. So I'm gonna guess along with yeah, this you. Is, this is this is a full year chart. All right, so this stock. We'll, we'll go like a year ago. In November. Okay. Good, good enough. Whatever. I'm gonna guess Peloton. Okay. Is that correct? No, Pel Peloton um, looks way worse than that. Really. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. All right. So whatever this, I got rid of the y-axis. I can I can put the price axis back up if you think it'll help. Is it sundial? Someone guess. No, it's not sundial. Again, w without the price axis, it is very difficult here. But maybe I'll maybe. Ooh, I'll... Palantir. Who said that? Zaber. Zaber. Zaber is got to be Palantir. Zaber is the right. Look at that, Palantir. Nice job, Zabair. You are the winner. Email us at shows at Benzinga.com. No way? Yeah way. No, I think he's saying uh, to, to the fact that there's a Shiba onesie oh. on Amazon for $67. <laughs> I don't know. Zabair, shows at Benzinga.com. Shoot us an email. We'll send you swag in a few months when AB gets around to it. Matty right? Ice, also you email us too because I we're going to need to coordinate a time that you can walk me through this. All right, y'all, uh, that was it for today on Benzinga Live. Thank you to all our guests, Scott Ashper of Shift Pixie, Tim Kloss of Market Structure Edge, and Robert Roy of Wealth Builders HQ. Well, we, Robert Roy didn't read. Well, he came on the show. Thanks for, for joint trying, Rob, but we'll get you back on it. He week. will be back on the show Wait, next. Wait, you didn't think Chris? Chris. Chris K. Did you forget about him? Oh, yeah. I mean, he's, come on. Come on, come on. He doesn't even need things. Chris knows we love him. All He'll right. be back on the show. The roadmap is starting live right now. Let's let's go over to those guys. Everyone have a good rest of your day. I'll see you on At The Close in an hour and a half. Bada bing, bada boom. Beautiful. Smash the like, everyone. If you haven't already, we haven't even broken 100, which means I don't get to eat my sandwich until we do. Rohan in the show. Did you know nearly all stock price changes of 10% or more result from a single news headline? That's right. News headlines have a unique ability to drive stock prices up or down. These news catalysts create trading opportunities every day. All you need is a little help to reach out and take them. And if you're looking to grow your portfolio, it doesn't matter if your investment budget is small or big. 
An easy-to-read stream of news headlines will increase your opportunities to profit from price changes in the stock market, consolidate a knowledge-based investment strategy, and grow your portfolio. All you need is Benzinga Pro and its powerful news alerts, price tracking, and portfolio monitoring to make a positive change in your trading performance. We've already helped thousands of retail traders across the world, and they could not be happier. Increase your market knowledge, boost your exposure to big movers, and make informed trades before major price changes. The opportunities are all around you. Subscribe now and we'll skyrocket your portfolio today. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.